Welcome to Unity of Tucson. I'm having this moment of feeling like, you know, in some ways, <laughs> what has been expressed is the whole message for today, and do I really need to say much more? <laughs> And then I joke, you can never get ministers to not talk. So uh, I do have a message today. <laughs> and I think I want to start with this point, you know, which is the whole point of that song and even the secret of Christmas, that song and, 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 and understanding that we are blessings unto the world at every, in every aspect of life. And so let us start today with asking this question. What is the point of celebrating just in December the true nature of our being? What is the point of celebrating it only that one time of year? Because Christmas is every day if we decide to allow that to be the construct from which we are allowing our hearts to unfold. And what is it that we are truly celebrating in December? What is the reason for the season? Now, the reason is not the celebration of Jesus's birth. Uh, I know people go, wait, what? You may consider it strange to hear that, since it ostensibly is about the birth of Jesus of Nazareth and the whole story that goes along with that, which you know, I don't need to recount that story to you. I am certain, as metaphysicians though, that you can understand that it is more about the metaphor that is represented by the story of the birth of Jesus. What was born and is in a consistent state of being reborn through each and every one of us is the awareness of our own divinity. An awareness of the Christ consciousness that is the core of our beingness, the I am that I am. That's what was born. And that is what the story of Christmas represents, the birth of an enlightened and awakened consciousness. Now we teach that that consciousness was embodied and expressed through Jesus, but it was also embodied and expressed through the many mystics of the world. The Christ consciousness is the enlightened mind and enlightenment is the cornerstone of all faiths. For why do we move into a faith tradition? Why do we allow ourselves to step into spiritual practice? I think at the core, we are looking to be enlightened, which means to be to, to lay our burdens down and to become lighter, but also to express the light that is the core of our beingness. You know, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And that is true. Each and every one of us is the light of the world. This enlightenment has been, in, this enlightenment has been expressed through all the avatars of the worlds and the mystics of the ages. This includes Jesus of Nazareth, it includes Muhammad, it includes Buddha, Moses, the Fillmores, Emma Curtis Hopkins, Joseph Campbell, Yogananda. What they are all expressing from is what we term within this construct as Christ consciousness. But it doesn't matter what it's called. For those are words that limit our idea of, an, of a thing that is ineffable and infinite and cannot be limited. So the, the moment we call it Christ consciousness, we have limited our construct of it in our own mind. And that limits our experience of it in our world. 
And so let us break forth today into a greater sense of enlightenment and accept the Christ as a principle, not a person. And know that we all have the same capacity to become living embodiments of the principle which all those mystics of the world have expressed. And they've all said the same thing. Essentially, in their own way, they've all said, the truth is, you are that which is. We all are that which is. The very principle that they teach can be summed up in the, one of the ways that we phrase it. There is only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is our life right here, right now. The Christ consciousness, the enlightened consciousness is one of unity. That's why I love unity. I, you know, I, I mean, you all know, I come from a different background. I'm not, I, I do not come from a unity training background, but what I know about unity and about religious science and about divine science and about all the new thought traditions is that they are all born from that consciousness of unity, of unified wholeness of deeply understanding that there is no separation, there is only one thing going on. And we all, each and every one of us, express this uniquely, magnificently. It's why I love to say and remind each and every one of us, you are magnificent. It's perfect that Christmas in July is happening and that this is the tone and the, the idea that is coming forth through me to talk about today because it's going to perfectly lead into our theme for August, which I'm not telling you yet. But it's perfect. So the celebration of Christmas is a celebration of the unified wholeness. The birth of the Christ means, and, and this is according to Charles Fillmore, the bringing to consciousness the spiritual idea of humanity. To let loose the limited ideas, to let them go, that we are not spiritual in any way. Because there are many faith traditions who will say, you are this, and there is this. What we are saying is, this and this are the same. That's the spiritual idea of humanity. There is absolutely no separation. So what does it mean to you to embody this and, and live this principle? As I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, if I don't say that it's a rhetorical question, you all might be yelling at your screens right now. Well, not yelling it, but res responding to your screens at that question. What does it mean to you and in what way can you live this principle? Meister Eckhart, who was another mystic, uh, a mystic from the 16th century, said this, one person who has mastered life is better than a thousand persons who have mastered only the content of books. No one can get anything out of life without God. So have you stepped into the practice of mastering the principle, or do you think it's going to take one more book? 
Do you think it's going to take one more course of study? Do you think it's going to take one different idea? Do you think it's going to take something out there? Because it is nothing to do with anything out there. It is allowing ourselves to come into that recognition that it all resides right here. The core of our beingness is God. And no one can get anything out of life without God. That greatness on demand, that good orderly direction that flowing free energy, that life force. So part of our expression in this world of form is that we are striving for understanding. We are looking for the purpose of life. And nobody likes to hear what I have to say about the purpose of life. Do you know what the purpose I believe of life is? Well, maybe maybe you'll embody this. Maybe you'll take this and say, yeah, I really like that idea. The purpose of life, I believe, is to experience it to the fullest. That the nature of God is creation and we are that which is. And so we should be consistently creating our lives and experiencing it so magnificently that everyone around us who may not be on that same path will turn to us and go, wow, that's, I want some of that. I want to live that kind of life. And here's the thing, all the spiritual knowledge and all the sacred texts texts means nothing if we do not live the principle. So that is the reason for the season. And we can have we can have that reason in any season. I loved that people reached out and said, you know, traditionally at this particular Unity Church, it has always been Christmas in July on the final Sunday in July. I'm like, yes. I want to celebrate that because we don't need a reason for the season to be at only one time of the year. The more we embody this, the more we allow ourselves to embody this principle, the more we actually heal the world. And you know, we've, we all know, I don't have to remind you, the world is in desperate need of healing right now. But our job is not to go and look at all of the circumstances of the world and feel defeated by the circumstances. Our job is to step forth as the creative life force that says, yes, I am love. And this is how I choose to care for all humanity. And in doing so, the world shifts. Now, what is it going to take for that to show up in the world of form? Because there there may be people who will say, well, that's what I've been doing, but I don't see COVID-19 changing. I don't see the protests changing. I don't see this changing. I don't see that changing. But that does not mean that we back off of the work. It means that we engage the work that much more because here's what happens. As we engage the work and we have people who step back and go, wow, I want some of that. We will begin to find that tipping point where the collective tips the scales into a different way of being. For right now, we are on one side. We've got this, let's 
back and forth, right? That's the nature of life. It's consistently going back and forth. And we're on one side that may not feel so good right now, but you, me, each and every one of us, we are the point at which we can tip those scales. Our identity as God is the ultimate authority. I, I keep coming back to this because it's, you know, okay. So I will reiterate, I, I, have not, I have not been trained as a unity minister. I was trained as a religious science minister. I, don't, I know I don't need to harp on that anymore, but it's because the reason I do that is because the quotes that come up in my mind are always the quotes of Ernest Holmes, because that's my training for a decade. The quotes of Ernest Holmes that um, are root that he was the founder of religious science. And so when I talk about, you know, when I talk about the notion that our identity as God is the authority upon which all experience changes, it is rooted in this idea. One alone in consciousness constitutes a complete majority. That's Ernest Holmes. One alone in consciousness with the infinite constitutes a complete majority. Here's the truth. We are never separate from the infinite. What we can do is believe that we are somehow separate from the infinite, and that is the thing that trips us up in the expression of what it is we would like to experience. But don't ever forget, let us never forget that we are the authority to the expression and experience of our own lives because our identity is God. Now, we're all, I think, somewhere on that path. We each come to our enlightenment in our own time and in our own way, and we don't have to be on anybody else's schedule. My path to where I am <laughs> was quite indirect. But in retrospect, I can look back and I can see all the guideposts. Because the path where I am now, I can say I could trace it back to the day I stepped foot into the NoHo Arts Center for New Thought, which was a theater in North Hollywood, and I was there having been hired to be an actor in a show. And I knew that there was this funny church that was operating out of there on a Sunday, but I didn't do church. That was part of my path. I don't do church. That's not for me. And so... Well, I'm not going to get into the story about why I ended up going to a Sunday service because m many of you already know that. But I go to a Sunday service because I think, ah, oh, one Sunday, it's not going to kill me. Let's go see what this is about. So I go to a Sunday service and I am just bowled over at what I'm hearing from the stage because I'm thinking this is ringing true at the soul level for me because it is not mired in othering. It is not mired in separation. It is deeply understanding that which I have felt to be true, which is I am that which is each and every one of us are. So there was a point at which I can say I was launched into the path of becoming a new thought minister. And that's the point I look at. But then I look at periods prior to that where I had friends who would come up to me and say, you know, you have this spiritual sensibility, I think you would really like the Los Angeles Church of Religious Science and you should come check it out. And I would say, oh no, I don't do church. I don't do religion. That's not for me. Or I was working as a telemarketer shortly after, sorry, I was working as a telemarketer, um, shortly after 9-11. It was the only job I could get. Remember how the job market kind of 
dropped out from underneath all of us. And so I got a job in a call center as a telemarketer. And it was in this industrial complex in Culver City. And I would go out for lunch. And uh, there would be people out there who were having lunch with me. And they would say, you know, there's this church that operates out of here called Agape. I think you would really love it. Oh, no, that's not for me. I don't do church. So my path could be looked at as indirect, but I see those guideposts, those, 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 those places where my own soul was pushing me to know something more because it's not about destiny. It's not about God pushing me into a path. It is about me opening up to the enlightenment in my own soul and attracting into my life those messages, those people reaching out and saying, there's a connection on a soul level. I don't believe in destiny. We create our destiny through the use of mind. However, until I was ready for it, I was not open to it. And so when I was ready for it, that's when my life changed. We create our destiny ourselves through the use of mind. That is, what the, that is what effective utilization of the Christ consciousness is. It is allowing ourselves to come into alignment and express and trust in faith that what is reflected back to us is there for us. We are using our minds to actively construct life. So how will you take this to heart? That's the question today. If there, is, if there doesn't have to be a reason for the season or any reason is good enough to create the season of celebrating the Christ consciousness at the core of your being, how will you take this to heart and live the principle of oneness today? to live the principle of wholeness today, to live the principle of unity today. Because ultimately, that is the reason for the season. And this season lasts 365 days a year. And we get a bonus day every leap year. So that's good. This year, this year we had an extra day. Good bonus to live the reason for the season every single day. So here is my homework to you. My homework is this, live it, live it, live Christmas every day, celebrate Christmas every day, namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.